Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience and today we're joined by Ala Drixne, CEO of Ala's Yummy Food. How's it going today Ala? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Uh, excited to have you on. I think some of my favorite podcast episodes are when I actually have the opportunity to meet the guest a little bit beforehand and get to know you, which we did. We got to connect uh, on site at Kajabi headquarters, um, where you and I were conveniently placed at the same table. So um, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to take a little bit of what I know as well as learn a little bit more about your journey. Um, but for everyone else who hasn't heard the story or got a little preview like I have, uh, give us just a 15 second rundown of who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm Ala. I'm originally from Latvia, a very small country in Eastern Europe. Um, I run a really successful online business where I teach mainly uh, women, but men too, on how to make delicious cakes and generally how to cook. So I run like an online cooking school and yeah, just love making people happy and giving them skills. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I would, I'm probably a lost cause when it comes to baking. I don't know if I even your course could save me. Um, <laughs> Definitely can. No one's a lost cause. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will contribute on the, the eating side of it though. I will eat all of the baked goods that are produced as a result of your course, um, which I have not yet had the opportunity to actually try any baked goods yet. That uh, I know, uh, I know. I'm going to have to change that. Maybe I'll uh, have to come to Kajabi, make a special Kajabi cake. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's make it happen. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's start digging right on in uh, to your story now. I, I know that your journey has it started quite a while back. Um, you know, so maybe just take us to the beginning uh, of how you got how you got this idea and how you ultimately built this into what your business is today. Yeah, of course. So um, I never thought this is what I'll be doing, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago. I actually uh, went to UK when I was 14 by myself um, and I didn't speak English and I went to like a private school. It was like a boarding school. And um, yeah, like I really had to like feel like I have to prove to my parents, you know, that I deserve to be here, right? Because they send me away, even though I didn't want to go, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, and yeah, I managed to get into one of the top universities in UK and in the world in general, went to London School of Economics, um, studied management and economics there and completely, you know, was going on to that part of becoming management consultant.
consultants like everyone else, uh, worked in Deloitte, worked in like all these big companies, but um, I just wasn't really happy inside. You know, I felt like, I don't know, I just didn't feel free and I didn't have that freedom that I wanted to. I was always told like when to eat lunch, when to go home, <laughs> when to come to work. And um, so I was getting actually in a quite dark place. I was feeling quite depressed. And at university, I was popular for baking and I didn't think anything of it, right? It was just fun. And um, I became famous for like my chocolate fudge brownies that everybody just loved. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then kind of like met up with my friend and I was 25 at the time. And, he, you know, we had like a really honest chat and I was like, look, I'm so unhappy. Like, I hate my job. And by that time, you know, like um, I've made up so many excuses why I shouldn't go to work, you know, like when you wake up and you're like, right, what excuse shall I use today? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> and I know it sounds really bad, but, you know, I had this like anxiety, sickness in my stomach. Like I really didn't want to go to work. Um, and we had a nice lunch and he was like, wait a second, but what do you like doing? And I was like, well, I like cooking. He's like, why don't you start like writing a blog, you know, about food? And I was like, well, I'm not really good at writing. Maybe I should do a video. So we basically spent like two hours talking about how I should do this. And so literally the next day I go to work and I quit my full-time paid job in London. <laughs> Wow. And I have yeah, uh, just made a decision that day because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with this. Like, I mean, how bad can it be? And if anything goes bad, like I can just get a job in one year. So I gave myself a year. Um, I called my friend and I'm like, hey, thanks for your advice. <laughs> I quit my job. He was like, what the hell? He's like, what did you do? He literally was panicking. My whole family was freaking out. Basically, nobody really supported that <laughs> It was just like mental, um, crazy idea that I had. So I decided to go and get a second education as a professional pastry and just, just generally French cuisine as a chef, because I thought, okay, I will need qualifications to get the jobs. And that's how kind of my journey started. Um, in the beginning, it was very, very tough. Luckily at the time I had a partner who said I can just stay with him. So I had to pay no rent because, you know, I couldn't really afford to live in London. And so I was working, I think at that time, like I remember I was working like five jobs for about three to four years. Like, you know, I was working at the weddings as catering. I was doing consultations and also I was studying at the time um, because, you know, I thought, okay, once I get my education, then I will, I don't know what I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking, I think very clearly, you know, it's not like I had a plan. It was just almost like, okay, I'll start doing these videos. And that's when I started my YouTube. Um, so I was working during the week and during weekends, I would be filming like new content and yeah, working literally 16 hour days for very, very, very long time. Um, and that, that's how I started initially. Wow. Well, uh, let's, yeah, let, let's talk more about uh, that, the YouTube video strategy, social media, kind of how that played a role in uh, starting to build your audience uh, for your business. Well, at that time, I thought that, you know, if I reach a certain amount of followers or subscribers, I'll be making, you know, $1,000, you know, at least a month to start like maybe covering my rent. But, you know, three years in, I think that's when it kind of hit me that I'm not actually making any money from social media. I think maybe I was making like $50 a month from YouTube and that wasn't even covering the food costs, right? Because it costs a lot of time. Like, well, it's not only just time, it's money to buy the food and things don't work out the first time. So yeah, I think I kind of hit my first low point. I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? Like I'm not making any money. Um, but then I was like, okay, I need to keep going. I can't give up. And um, I mean, my following was growing organically, but that didn't equal money. It just 
it was just following, you know what I mean? Yeah. So from there, uh, as, as you built up that following, I guess, what was the moment that led you to like naturally uh, fast forward at some point in this journey, you, you decide to create a course on Kajabi. I don't know when that happened. So what did that idea stem from? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, be- before the idea even happened in my head, it was almost like I was trying so many ways to, um, I don't know, for some reason, like I had this idea that if you are doing social media and if you're growing your following, you will automatically, um, start getting paid for your time and your work. Like for some reason that was stuck in my head and it's only five years later into it. I realized that the whole industry was a little bit of a scam <laughs> because you know, it's, you're not literally getting anything. If you're not selling anything, you're not getting paid. And yeah, I mean, I had a couple of brand deals here and there, but they weren't sustainable because, you know, it was like once, once every three months or few a year. And even then it was such a weird situation because brands always, I feel not that they take advantage, but they do ask you how much you want to get paid. And because you don't want to lose that brand deal, you don't really know how much to get paid. And you just say like a really low number and then you work technically for free again. You know what I mean? So, um, it was, it was about like seven years. So it took me like seven years years to kind of once I kind of start talking to a few people and they were like, why don't you sell the the stuff that you do? Cause I was giving out free content and recipes for seven years. Um, and my friend was like, why don't you start charging a very small amount for all the work that you've done in seven years? And that's kind of how the idea was born to start charging. <laughs> wow. And what size of an, if you recall, like what, what size was your audience at that time? So at that time, I think I was already on like, probably like, you, you know, the overall, if I take everything, together probably at like half a million followers maybe you know like combined (laughs) facebook everything right (laughs) wow so half a million people and you were generating 50 dollars a month or so off of youtube by by that time actually has increased youtube was paying me 200 dollars a month (laughs) oh (laughs) still probably barely enough to cover the ingredients though no no, it's not enough like you'll be spending you know from three to five hundred dollars for ingredients you know wow wow (laughs) i guess i don't bake enough cakes to (laughs) that's probably why <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm testing sometimes, you know, like not all the recipes work out. So you kind of have to like test them out. And uh, yeah, it's just a long yeah. day shooting. And, you know, I was doing everything myself, literally. I think also, I think the the kind of, no, I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but I feel like it's a, it's been like a long learning lesson that I went into it as a passionate person because I love food and cakes. And I thought that eventually, you know, I will be recognized for my work. But the truth is that you not only have to be passionate, a creative person, you have to literally know everything else about the business and learn marketing and sales and how everything works. Or you, if you're in a position, you hire these people to help you. But just going in there like, oh, I'm just, I love what I do. And eventually, hopefully someday this is going to work out. It doesn't work. And I think definitely not now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I, when it comes to generating your first sale, um, I, well, first, just maybe you can paint the picture of what was your first course? What was the first product that you made for sale? Of course. So the, the first thing I created, so I basically, um, so I joined Kajabi um, because my friend, because I used to host supper clubs. This was another one of my jobs where I would just bring random people to my house and I would serve them like a six course dinner. Um, and, you know, I met really interesting people on one of the girls. Uh, we, we had a chat and she she said, why don't you try Kajabi? You can sell and set everything up there and charge people like a membership fee. So that's kind of when I looked into it and, you know, fast forward later, um, 
I was charging $7 a year for 600 recipes that I've built over the last seven years. And the funny thing is that I got so much backlash. It was like, how dare you? How dare <laughs> you charge for something that you gave for free? I'll go there and get it for free. Like I'm unfollowing you or like whatever. It was actually really terrible. And it really like upset me a lot because I think I did like, you know, I did seven years for free. And then I was asking for $7 a year, not a month even the next point. Wow. <laughs> it was like seven dollars a year right like it's like it's not even a like it's a cup of coffee you know in a shop um and it was like really horrible to see like that there wasn't really that much you know there were a few people obviously that got the the membership and then i got a coach and then we started charging seven dollars a month and then about a year or two we started charging 15 now i'm charging 20 so it's still very affordable and we added a couple of bits and bobs in there but um yeah it's it seems that the lower you price, the worse clients you get. <laughs> and the people that just used to getting everything for free and don't want to pay. So it, it's been like a wild journey, you know, um, for sure. So even when I did start making money, it wasn't like, it was like slightly better than like, it was just like an extra income that what I was getting at um, uh, YouTube. But for this time it was just mine, you know, cause it was in Kajabi and these were my people. And like, it was kind of felt like I had more control over it you know over my audience versus having them on facebook or youtube or anywhere else so okay well i'd love to it sounds like you faced some initial resistance and in starting to monetize that audience how did you ultimately i guess use that that community or that following that you've built up to uh, to to monetize and ultimately fund the business that you now have today i think i just never really gave up and i kept trying different things okay so i feel like an internal journey is a really tough one especially if you're doing it on your own in the very beginning stages you don't know many things you know so i didn't even have an email list until seven years in when, when my coach was like so how many do you have your email list and i was like what's that <laughs> you know so it's like i made a lot of like these mistakes that i can actually see people that are not business minded that are creative types would be making because we're not thinking about this you know huge business that we need to build we're just thinking how can i share my passion right how can i share and teach people or whatever it was so um yeah like it's it's I forgot the question now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just just kind of trying to understand uh, based upon the initial reluctance that you you hit from oh, your yeah, audience. Oh yeah, like how it kept going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just kept trying different things. You know, um, I, I tried to take some courses on marketing and sales, talk to more people. I did a webinar, um, and then I created my first K course. And I think that's when kind of the thing started taking off. But it wasn't until two years actually I joined Kajabi that I started making like decent money or like money that would be worth me quitting one of my jobs, you know, and um, literally took me two years and I never gave up even in this area because it might seem so easy, but it really is not, you know, like starting like to figure out what do people want? How much money would they spend? And I think it wasn't until, well, like now three years ago when I launched my first like big online course where I priced it a very high price point for me. It was like, you know, $600 product, but they would be getting like three months course with me, live sessions. Uh, I send them an actual box of everything they need for the course to cook with, you know, ingredients and tools. And, you know, it was just like really um, crazy idea I had and it paid off. And I remember I sold like my, I don't know, my first like 20 courses or something and I was like oh my god <laughs> you know like 
crazy. And this is kind of how it started. And I think obviously the pandemic did actually help my situation because a lot of people were at home baking. And that's kind of where I came in. And that's when my success started growing. Once I started realizing what is it that, um, you know, what is it that people want and what are they getting out of it? And so, yeah, from then I started creating more cake courses because I realized that's what my niche is and that's what people want to learn. And so I have like my customers, my students that come to one course, they're like 80, 90% of them come back to all the other courses that I do, which showed to me that obviously I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. So how much of your, your audience today is still uh, a, a result of the social following? Is that still where the, your primary customers come in from? Uh, yeah. Well, mainly it was like actually advertising. So I started investing into ads when I was doing my courses um, and I was working with a marketing agency at that time. And I remember actually was when I wasn't making money just yet, they told me that I should invest 10,000 into the ad spend because my product was, you know, expensive. And I went into Cologne and I took my first risk. And I think it was terrible because I couldn't sleep for like two weeks, you know, it was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, because if you if, if it doesn't work out, you're screwed, right? And that's when it did work out. And I think, yeah, like we sold like, I don't know, 50 courses or something like that. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, I'm onto something. So that changed my perspective on spending money on ads, spending money on people, because, you know, I was doing everything by myself for like eight years, eight, like, yeah, seven, eight years. And it's so hard <laughs> and you know, you don't have enough money in a business to outsource things. So you end up doing everything yourself and then you burn out and then you kind of just, you're not going anywhere. And that's kind of where it changed my business. Like the next bump. Yeah. Yes. And once again, you're kind of on that treadmill of new learning curve, trying to figure out how to do something <laughs> that's, you know, entire, well, entirely four in one, but also not the sole, the whole purpose you came into this was because you liked baking and you liked creating. Um, so yes. maybe you could share a little bit more about just the, the journey of it. it. Sounded like you had a coach at that point in time. Uh, did you, and you, you did your first ads yourself? No, no, no. So I hired like uh, a marketing agency, which I would recommend to everybody who's starting out uh, where they work on a percentage base. So like results based and for me, that was like a lower risk. So, you know, you pay them a fee of, you know, I don't know, depending on the agency, but like from three to 5k, which is a lot. And then you pay them, you know, a percentage of all the sales that they bring in, because then I felt that they were interested in making this success. And then I didn't take as much risk. And yes, you will give away more money because, you know, if you're playing a, paying a flat fee of 5k versus, you know, when we did sell, I think they got 10k or something. So, um, but then at least like, you know, that they're interested in your business and they help you out. And for sure, like as a startup, like I would recommend doing that, you know? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I know we've, we've covered a lot of these, but I'm, <laughs> what would you say would be like the biggest challenge roadblock hurdle that you've overcome came throughout this journey? Um, I think just like not giving up. I feel like that's kind of the, the toughest part is when things aren't really going the way you want them when you know, you know, where you want to be. And, you know, like there was only so much that I could work five jobs in 16 hours. Like I, you know, ruined my health. I burned out. So it was just like, you do want to get paid for what you do, you know, and it's not all about money, but you do want to at least sustain, you know, what you're doing. So I feel like, yeah, like just, just kind of like, 
like burning out and like constantly battling with myself and like getting into these kind of low points where you're like, Oh my God, can I really keep going this? Or shall I just screw all this? <laughs> you know? And yeah, that's kind of my biggest block. I think it was like, you know, just to never give up. Yeah. Yeah. How does that compare just out of curiosity to the, the feelings that you were experiencing back when you were working the traditional day job? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did think about this many times and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't still change anything because even though I was making, you know, a lot less money for many, many years, I had my freedom. And I think for me, I value that more than anything. And that can, you know, everyone's different. And some people like the stability of a job. Of course, like, you know, you stress out about other things. If you get sick, you can't film and whatever. Nobody pays you. You you don't get paid going holiday. So there's like, you know, different advantages and disadvantages to it. But I still, I asked my question, I asked that question myself, you know, many times and I still wouldn't change a thing. So I guess that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. The freedom is a, is such a common factor for people who ultimately decide to take this, this route. Um, can you share a little bit more about how today uh, you're, you're, you're managing to use that following that you have built up and just br- and bringing them into kind of your business ecosystem? Yeah. So I created like, you know, lead magnets. So I do, you know, get them into the system like that. Um, I feel like I'm not doing enough with my following uh, because purely I'm still very involved in the actual business rather than being kind of outside of the business and doing the growth. And I feel that's like my next challenge to get out of the, you know, the, the bits and get more into, you know, growing it. So I'm still, I'm kind of being stuck on this point now for about a year and a half. And it's interesting to see because now I can really look back and analyze how it works. And um, I, I try, you know, doing live shows and doing free webinars or free recipes to try and attract them. But to be honest, like, I feel like the biggest success I've seen wasn't even from organic audience. It was more from paid audience that were directly interested in learning something that I'm offering. And I think that's another lesson that I've learned is that, you know, the ads and the way it is are powerful if you have the right people to, you know, target that audience. And also it's a win-win situation because they love what they've learning and I'm happy because I'm getting the clients, you know? So yeah. I think there's anything wrong with it at all now. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just the people who are, are getting exactly what they want, which is exactly what, you know, you're looking for as well is the people that want to uh, take, yes, take the time to understand and learn the baking principles that you, you, you teach. Yeah, 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 exactly. Learn how to make, you know, cakes. And um, like I said, like you said, you enjoy eating them. A lot of my students, you know, have very happy husbands, <laughs> for kids, you know, and actually a lot of the husbands pay for the courses, which is even, I find even like, more amazing. The husband's like, I'll pay for your course. You do it. I'll enjoy cake every week. You just have fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for, I, I, I'm going to wa- monitor your website a bit for a, a role opening for like tester or something <laughs> like i don't know i could even take a volunteer position if they're we're pumping out some goods uh I we know, need to a queue. <laughs> yeah we need to have like physical like on-site uh related courses if we're going to do that though because i don't think everyone wants to ship me their baked goods to to judge them 
<laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's not just about the baking. I feel like it's so much more, you know, like I actually started doing baking at university because I was really like, um, I was really like lost in life and just really depressed. Um, I lost my mother when I was 16. Um, well, in fact, she was killed. So I have like a very tragic story. And as a 16 year old, I couldn't really deal with my emotions. And I think when I, when I went to university and I was like 18 and I started baking, it was like my meditation. It was like my place where I could like escape and kind of just forget about, you know, everything bad that's going on in the world. And I think for me, it was important later to deliver that message. That it's not just baking, you know, if you're going through a tough time or you might be feeling, you know, crappy or you just want time for yourself. You know, we get so busy with family, kids, everything else. You don't really have time for you. And so for me, it's not just a cake. It's it's a lot more than that. You know, it's, it's your time with you where you can just, you know, measure ingredients and, and relax your brain because it actually stops thinking for a while you know yeah well let's let's talk a little bit more about you and i'll just ask the question that i they ask everyone who's been on this journey and made it to some semblance of success Uh, what has changed for you as a result of of taking this leap going on this seven plus year entrepreneurial journey (laughs) yeah it's actually coming up to 10 years in september next year so it's like nine years now nine years way in (laughs) yeah wow yeah (laughs) So those two years you mentioned earlier were on top of the seven years uh, that you spent. Yes. So it's 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 the last two years that I finally started seeing some sort of success and payoff. So it has taken me... Well, you can even say it's taken me nine years, you know, to, to see some sort of success where, you know, I don't worry about rent anymore. You know, I can live anywhere. Like I'm not saying I'm rolling, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I'm comfortable. You know, I can just take control of my life and live anywhere. And I'm not worried about, you know, paying rent or buying ingredients, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that's been the the biggest factor for you in terms of it's the freedom, uh, I take it? Yeah, yeah, of course, it's the freedom. And also, it's just that security. You know, a lot of people probably who don't make money will understand what I mean. But uh, like, but it's like you constantly feel stressed out about money. You know, like you go to the supermarket and like, "Mm, I kind of want, this is a really silly example, but let's say like, you know, for back in the day, you know, I was like, I really want, I don't know, to buy like this cheese, but it's, it's like $7. Now I will go and buy the one that's $3. So you're constantly like denying yourself things that you want. And it could be such a small thing for, you know, a lot of people who make a lot of money, but when you don't, it's really like, it's actually also freedom, right? It's almost like you can't live the life that you want. So that's kind of what's, I feel like important to me that I can just, you know, if I want strawberries or raspberries, I can just go and buy it now. Like, I don't care, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's so silly, but it's so important. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, it makes a ton of sense. I I still haven't gotten myself. uh, I I still like, I won't buy the $7 cheese. I buy the the $2 cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. With some things, you know, it's just, I guess what you value more is important to you. Um, Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, tell us, uh, well, actually, before before I ask you kind of what's next, uh, I, I do want to ask, uh, what do you think, just just thinking of our listeners here, what do you see as one of the, the biggest opportunities in the creator economy today? Well, I think it's definitely the future. I think it's it's how we're changing, you know, the world's changing. And I think I've heard the statistic, don't quote me on the numbers, but there's going to be like a multi-billion industry in like 10 years by 2030, um, well, less than that. And 
because, you know, people are going to want to have more freedom, more creativity. They're going to want to learn more. They're going to want to, um, you know, train others. And I feel like, yeah, like the future is very bright for a lot of people if they want to start. Um, but it is a journey and it's not an easy one. And it's just, you got to have a specific set of character, what I realized to succeed. Cause I see a lot of people that start and give up in like a month, two, six, a year. Um, and unfortunately it's not like you can get fortunate and like get famous maybe because something happened, you know, and popped, but it's so rare. And I think this is also where I got sidetracked. You know, I was looking at these like successful YouTubers that were making thousands of dollars a month. And, you know, you, you want to think that you're going to be next. Right. But unfortunately it's like 1% in the millions. Okay. So it's the same with online courses. I feel like you got to be ready, you know, for that journey. And you also got to realize that you're selling yourself more than anything else, you as a person and your story. So, yeah, I, you talked about the persistence, but I have to ask, what do you think is like, what is the appropriate amount of time? Like, <laughs> when do you say it's time I need to stick with this or what are the signals that tell you it's time to quit this and move on. I feel like at every time when I wanted to quit and move on, I tried a new tactic. So I guess like you just got to keep trying different tactics and approaches, different jobs, different methods. I would obviously advise to go more smart route than I did, you know, (laughs) building a list in the beginning, selling your products straight away, maybe having paid and unpaid stuff and just kind of like doing it the right way. So don't be scared to invest and learn everything about marketing and sales or hire someone to help you. Um, Because, you know, you kind of, I don't know what it is. You kind of get proud. You're like, I'll do it all myself. I'm not going to pay anyone. How dare you? Like, I'm not going to pay you a thousand dollars. I'll just go and study this myself. And that was me, you know? So I was a little bit too stubborn, I think. And so if, if you can just kind of realize that people are there to help you, of course, be careful. There's a lot of scam, but just generally, you know, just being <laughs> more like accepting and not worried about money, but then it's hard when you don't have money. So it's, it's a tricky situation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely hard to balance, but yeah, getting that, finding the support systems are incredibly important early on, you know, maybe not specifically what you're talking about, but actually one of the things that I love about Kajabi is this kind of this hero ecosystem system that we have here. We have so many people who are just like you when you're on this journey, who are incredibly willing to be a part of that journey with you um, and kind of create that community. It's a fairly lonely endeavor on the surface, but oh. the Kajabi ecosystem like of, of people seems to be like such a positive factor. Um, that's my moment moment of sales. I usually don't do that during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree 100%. And I think in terms of answering your question, you know, how long does it take? I feel like people are are a lot less patient now and they kind of want to make money straight away. And it's all about money in a way like, yes. Uh, but it, it, you know, if you look at any successful businesses in the world that are not even online or offline on average, it takes 10 years to have a successful business. And that's kind of what my dad told me. And I think that's why I didn't actually give up. And I feel like when I reached that bridge from seven years of making no money online to like making even like a few hundred dollars, I was like, Oh my God, I'm onto something. This is it. We're starting this machine. I didn't actually think it's going to take me another, you know, two years to get <laughs> to where I am now, but it, it was that fuel that I needed. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when you're losing weight, right. Everybody wants to lose weight like immediately, but yep. it's a long, slow journey. So I feel like in the business it's the same. So there's no like set amount, but I would say average is 10 years, which I know sounds a lot and success 
is different for everyone, but sure. it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any uh, sneak previews, what's coming next down the line? Any? <laughs> I'm hoping that you're going to say we're going to have like a on-site baking competition and you need a judge, but uh, I'll, I'll let you spill the beans on what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. No. So I have a new course coming up next year. Um, actually two new courses. One is already in editing stage. It's going to be like actually Eastern European Baltic cakes. So think of all your cakes that you've never heard in your life. And they're like my grandma's recipes. So very, very cool stuff. So <laughs> very exciting. And I'm actually thinking of doing a course to help entrepreneurs on this journey, you know, so how to shorten the 10 years that we've just talked about and share my experience. And I'm going to create a course on basically step-by-step on how to get to where I am, but a lot faster by doing the right kind of things and saving time and money here and there. Um, and yeah, I'm actually excited. So yeah, <laughs> getting basically that. moved back onto Kajabi, you know, and I think it's definitely been a huge part of my business and because it's so easy and everything is in one place. And so that's kind of what I want to pass on and teach. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, Ala, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to hang out with us, um, share the journey. It's It's been a blast hearing it, you know, once again, and even getting more details, um, stuff that I didn't hear the first time around. So really, thank you for joining joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. So, Well, that is all we have for you this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you'd leave us a review on your favorite podcast channel, leave us a comment because we love reading them. Um, and of course, find Allah on social media. We'll have that in the show notes. Even though I forgot to ask... We're still rolling. Give us the, where, where should people find you? Even though I'm off kilter today. <laughs> well, I just have one username and it's Alice Yummy Food. So it's my name, A-L-L-A and then S and then Yummy Food. And literally same twit. I was lucky that I, I, you know, I did it all in the beginning. It's all the same on every single platform. So <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, perfect. Now people know like the editing is really, this is the real deal um, because I was <laughs> on the outro and I'm coming right back in to <laughs> correct my mistake of not asking you where to find you. Check out all the social channels. We'll have those in the show notes for you. Um, I'm sure there's some very yummy recipes uh, that I'm yes. looking forward to trying as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. Mm-hmm.